Good afternoon and welcome to the Market Wrap for week ending 8th of August 2021. APW, Stuart Williamson here at the helm. This week we're going to talk about uh, two reports that have just come out from Knight Frank and also the Financial Times about the state of the global property market and on the back of that the state of the economies around the world, the UK and then therefore the UK residential market. Okay, so very quickly to crack on, um, global macro outlook. IMF left its, has left its forecast for global growth for 2021 at 6%. However, it has downgraded the um, emerging economies to a lower level. And we're starting to see this a lot. We talked about it a few months back, how you've got emerging economies are suffering more and more because of their lack of ability to get hold of vaccines, and therefore their ability to travel and, and, and rebuild their economies. However, the UK and the US, for example, I've still got a 7% GDP growth potential. That's what they're suggesting at the, the IMF because they have a, a very well organized vaccine program. The UK is becoming a global test case for vaccine efficiency with most legal restrictions now gone and over 70% of the adults have been um, injected. Inflation concerns around the world are reducing. Why? Actually, because not, not because it's under control, but because uh, Delta variant has had a negative effect in China, which means that it's um, decelerating in its GDP. Also, inflation concerns have subsided because commodity prices are falling because there's lesser demand, again, on the back of this Delta variant. And then finally, OPEC has increased oil supply, which has put a dampener on prices. So that's very positive from an inflation perspective. Also, rates are going to remain low around, around the world. The e, e, the uh, Fed have said they will increase in 2023 and in 2024. The ECB, European Central Bank, are saying they'll keep a persistently accommodative stance. Only, you can only say that in the EU, which basically means that they will remain low to help the economy boom. So that's low rates around the world. Residential markets are surging. The FT's uh, recent report, they surveyed the top 40 OECD countries and they found they were, they were experiencing a um pandemic property boom only four of the top 40 were not in our european countries i think it's um italy greece belgium and france so it's 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 a global boom fueled by a reassessment of housing needs government action supporting mortgages and jobs households who have built a lot of savings okay but it's not happening everywhere in the underdeveloped economies, they're having a hard time. So consequently, you're getting this disconnect between developed economies and undeveloped, which is going to be a big problem in the future, and it needs to be assessed. I mean, I don't know how to do that, but it needs to be done by the developed worlds. Knight Frank are not expecting a price bust. Why? Because compared to 2008, lending rules are much, much tighter. Households are much less indebted than they were. Tapering of fiscal stimulus is not expected to cause a house uh, an unemployment bump. Interest rates hikes, very unlikely, they're gonna stay low. Governments take a much more interventionist approach, either getting involved to stop bad things happening. And the most critical issue is probably the undersupply of property around the world, good residential property. And when people reassessing their, their property needs and looking elsewhere, it's not there to be bought. So that's pushing prices up. Negative sides are travel bans, as, as we go along, we'll continue to stop people moving from one country to another and buying. 
The only places where it's going to be able to happen are really those with advanced programs such as US, UK, Canada and the UAE. And we believe that we're going to see a big shift in influence for those nationalities and those countries in, in the residential property environment, which is quite extraordinary, really. Sustainability has become more and more of an important thing. The, the EU is introducing carbon tariffs on imports over the next couple of years. Also, energy performance standards have been tightened in many countries. So, <clears throat> excuse me, I see much more focus on the environment that I think that is sparked by what's happened with COVID. Okay, and a quote from Knight Frank is, they expect the conversation to increasingly turn from focus on operational to life cycle or embodied carbon. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but that's what I'm talking about. And that could mean in the property world, a shift between refurbishments versus demolition and redevelopment. So instead of knocking it down, let's see if we can fix it. Now we look at the UK. UK economic opening will be strong, but gradual. As I said, it's got GDP growth potentially of 7% according to the IMF. But the spread of the Delta variant and self-isolation of international travel rules means it will be very difficult for the economy to open in full capacity in all areas. You know, Google is saying that around 30% below baseline activity in the workplace is still the common norm in the UK. Okay, rates are going to remain low, at record lows, but unemployment is capped. Um, Bank of England starts towards inflation. They expect no immediate withdrawal of monetary stimulus, and they think it'll be 2023 before they'll see a rate rise. Lending rates hitting new lows. There's a new five-year mortgage in the UK at the moment with a 40% deposit where you can get interest below 1%. Okay, so... Lending rates at all-time lows, we've already covered this in the talk so far, but that's an important thing in the UK. The Bank of England is going to continue to watch inflation, but they don't expect it to go up very much and then it will fall back down again. Because as I said, it's, it's shock events. Last, I think it was last week we talked about that. Unemployment standing at 4.7% at the moment. Forecast slightly to rise to 5.5% once furlough is phased out, but that's as high as, high as it's going. In the UK residential market, 198,000 transactions took place in June, 7.8% higher than the previous record set in March, according to HMRC. So it's still booming, but it's likely to cool in the coming months as the supply starts to increase. There's more houses for sale. And Knight Frank is saying the forecast of house price growth for 2021 will be a total of 2,000. Well, sorry, will be a total of 5%. Okay. On the back of that, lettings market is bouncing back. We're seeing... A lot, of, a lot more of the return to the office locations in the city of London, like Wapping, where where in, um, demand for rented properties is going up strongly, 1.9% increase in rents in that location. Knight Frank are suggesting that overall rents in in London will be flat over the coming year, but will be rising at 3% for the rest of the UK. So that's strong rental rises, which is great for buy-to-let investors. If you add it to all the other positivity that's going on, there's a strengthening demand from an investment perspective for residential assets. That's occurred over the last 18 months. When I talk about residential assets, I'm talking about not just buy to let, but also things like build to rent, where pension funds are stepping in, buying whole blocks to develop as a build to rent. Secondly, PBSA, purpose built student accommodation, and the senior housing markets. All those areas are booming at the moment. 
the first half of uh, 2021, the investment into that was 4.75 million, nearly twice what it was in 2020. Perhaps that's areas to consider student accommodation, seniors housing, care homes, and built rent, good locations, potentially. So what are the key takeaways from today's talk? I think basically Delta variant is slow in recovery. How often is this going to happen? Is it going to be a Epsilon variant or, or whatever it might be? Are we going to be in this lockdown carousel forever? <coughs> Travel restrictions are continuing to cause problems. The gulf between the haves and have-nots globally is widening developed plus undeveloped countries. Looking forward, the fundamentals underpinning the UK residential markets are still very favourable. You know, it's a needs-based asset. People need it. You know, so consequently, the investment appetite is strong. And with the changing societal trends from the pandemic, it'll maintain its strength. In addition, low interest rates, government support, no unemployment bump, rent collection, occupancy rates are high, housing, households are sitting on cash, lending rules are tight, and we have a huge undersupply. All those things, and the fact it's a defensive sector, mean that people are still institutionally and personally stacking lots of money into the sector. So it will continue to go up. And I do believe if you look at our 18 year housing cycle, we are in a good place on that. Hope you enjoyed that. Thanks for listening. Do subscribe if you can to, to it on a regular basis and get straight, sent straight to your mailbox. And think about looking at our property partner, partners research information that we've just launched. Uh, this coming week, we have a, a, a webinar with Prosperity talking about the benefits of buy to let uh, off plan. The week after that, we're talking with Grant Property about HMOs and how to make the most in that, most in that marketplace. So do tune in if you can or request a, a web link so you can register. Thank you very much.